This is Kerry Williams and welcome to today's Daily Spiritual Startup. Today we're going to talk about the primary weapon of the devil, which is temptation. The spiritual war is not fought with swords, with guns, with cannons, but the weapons that are used are just as effective. Satan and his evil minions, they have a vast array of resources that they regularly bring to bear against the righteous. The weapons are deadly. They're able to destroy the soul and the mind and the eternal hopes of God's people. And there are many different weapons in the devil's arsenal, but the one he uses probably most regularly and every one of us encounter most likely on a daily basis is the weapon of temptation. Without a question, Satan's most basic and common tactic involves temptation. Temptation is the devil's effort to appeal to our desires so that we'll do wrong and we'll sin. And every other effort that he makes will always eventually turn back to temptation. If he causes us to suffer, it so will be tempted to give in or or tempted to turn away from God, whatever it may be. If he causes us to be persecuted, it's so that we'll be tempted to do something, think something, believe something wrong. So temptation's always the ultimate end of everything that he brings to bear against God's people. Now, the basic ingredient of temptation, the Bible says, is desire. In James chapter 1, 13 through 15, it says, Let no one say when he's tempted, I'm tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desire and enticed. And when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Now there's a real process that's laid out here in these verses. And I'm the first to admit that I haven't always understood that. I remember as a teenage boy, when, you know, you're growing up and things are changing and all of that, you know, I, I thought that I sinned probably more often than I actually did. And I felt a constant sense of guilt. Well, that's because I didn't understand that desire aren't necessarily sin. Desire is what can lead to sin, and the devil uses that to cause us to give in to temptation. But desire is absolutely essential for temptation. But we don't have to yield to that desire. All temptation requires desire. We're not pulled to do things without some part of us actually wanting to. Oh, you know this. There are things that are tempting to one person that aren't tempting to another person. Different things tempt different people because people have different desires. This can be seen in the temptation of even Jesus. Did he desire to turn the stone into bread? Well, he'd not eaten for 40 days. I think that there was a part of him, at least, that wanted to do that. So that's temptation. And like every temptation, it spoke to some desire within him and urged him to fulfill that desire and therefore sin. And those three temptations of Christ are very significant because they illustrate the three basic sources of desire that Satan uses on every single one of us. In 1 John 2, 15 through 16, it lines these out where it says, Do not love the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not from the Father, but from the world. So with temptation, the story is really always the same. Satan appeals to one of those appetites. Now, it'll have a lot of different modes, a lot of different approaches, 
but the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, those encapsulate all temptation. And that was the case with Jesus. Turning the stone into bread appealed to the longing of his flesh, of hunger. The enticement to bow down and win the nations to the world enticed him through the lust of his eyes, the desire of what he saw. And finally, the temptation to throw himself from the temple is phrased, if you are the Son of God. That challenged his pride. So those three basic desires are the seed ground of all temptation. And we must constantly be on our guard, just as Jesus was. And we see in Jesus, he was tempted. There was even desire involved in each of those. But he never allowed it to become sin. He never gave in to it. He turned away. Well, we're each bombarded with temptation every day. And Satan seems to hit us right where we're weakest. The most famous story of Texas history is the Battle of the Alamo. And the details of that story illustrate this really well. Travis and Bowie commanded the fort, and they knew the one real weakness where Santa Ana and the Mexican army would concentrate their attack was the palisade wall, a makeshift structure of wood poles and fencing without the strength of stone or mortar. So they reinforced their weakest point with their greatest resource, Davy Crockett. He and the Tennessee boys were assigned to the palisade. And they knew that at their weakest point, they had to give their very best defense. Well, the truth is, is every one of us have a palisade wall. For some, it's alcohol. For others, it's lust. For others, it's laziness. It could be a hundred different things. But whatever it is, it's our biggest area of weakness where Satan will hit us the hardest. Therefore, we have to defend ourselves against his attack with our best efforts. Put forth every guard we can up to shore up our defenses so that the palisade walls of our weaknesses aren't where we fall. And always remember 1 Corinthians 10:13 that no temptation has overtaken you except which is common to man, but God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. That means we have the ability even though the desire is stirred up within us, we all have the ability to resist temptation. We'll resist it today. Have a great day in the Lord, and we'll see you here next time.